Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we have meaningful conversation. That's right. In a safe place. That's right. And we are back. James is back. Woo! Where's my. It's been gone a couple weeks. Hey, before I forget, go check us out at the Refuge Project on YouTube mm-hmm. and on Instagram. Yeah. Make sure you go there and like us on both of those platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out if you like to listen to the video. Uh, if you'd like to listen to us and watch the video, yeah. um, it's available now. Yeah. So, In fact, I've heard it's only available that way. It's only available. So the last, this will be number five. Jeez. That we've come back that we haven't uploaded on the MP3 side. Wow. I thought it was just like one or two. No. <sighs> it's summertime. It My is. dad was very upset. He was. Yeah. You know, and you said they talk trash about our stuff, and then we don't put it out, then yeah. they get upset because they can't hear it. Yeah. Hear it. Yeah. So, yeah. You all you suckers out there. Can't no, please these people. I'm just joking. I'm just glad somebody's listening. I'm trying even, to. Even if it's our mom and dad. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so how was vacation, man? I mean, you went to Colorado, and then you right. jumped down and went to... Wyoming. Wyoming. I didn't know there was even anything in Wyoming. Well, there's Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, but other than that, <laughs> did you go there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's why you went to go to Yellowstone? Well, I went. So um, Tara's side of the family has, they like collectively own this little cabin that was built in like the 30s or something. And it's, it's literally, I think, four minutes from the East Gate at Yellowstone. Okay. So they basically own a property in Yellowstone, which so is pretty crazy. So art is pretty primitive. What does that mean? Oh, the cabin the is? cabin. Yeah, well, it was built in the 30s. Yeah, you know, so. But it's got electricity. It's okay. got, you know, it's got a very old stove in there, an old, Run- it's got all this stuff. It's just all old stuff. It's got running water? It's got running water, okay. but there's no, like, you have to have the water shipped into it. So you got to call a water company and they'll bring a giant tank of water and fill up your tank for you okay there's no well, it's pretty primitive <laughs> it's not i mean but it has the water you can take shower and stuff right it's just, is it drinkable you get to bring your own drinks in your own um water? i mean we had water bottles i'm sure you could drink it if you had to but drinking bath water yeah they're not really they'd rather you just drink a water bottle yeah you know but well, that's uh, cool yeah Nature's it was super nice. cool yeah it was super cool um so have you been to yellowstone before I think I think we went when I was like five or something. Okay. So I don't really remember. So that. do you recommend it now as an adult? Oh yeah, it's cool. Okay. And I also I went with them, um, I think four years ago, and we stayed in the cabin then. And I just haven't been back since then. But but uh, you didn't go to Yellowstone then? Yeah, we did. did? Okay. We did. We didn't do a ton, but we drove around. We and, um. So we've been talking about the last couple of years, and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. You know, Noah's ten. I about don't going know. to Yellowstone? Yeah. So yeah, uh, go. He'd love that. It's yeah. awesome. Okay. If you like pretty nature stuff, yeah. it's awesome. Um, my they got video games there because that's really really yeah. It's about. the they got the best arcade in the nation. <laughs> Do they yeah. really? No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not an arcade. You <laughs> you said it's so serious. Like I, I was just oh like, yeah, no, everybody knows about <laughs> that Yellowstone arcade. Uh. So yeah, yellow like arcade <laughs> like history museum or something. There. Yeah, dude, that's where they invented video games. <laughs> When they'd come in from walking around in the mountains and stuff. You know that? Uh, no, but it's awesome. But it's way bigger than you realize. And it's also the 
to me, the downside of Yellowstone is that... Does it across two states? It's a, at least two. It might be three. I don't really... Yeah, it's pretty big. I'm not the best on it. But it's for sure going through Wyoming and Montana. Maybe one more. But go, it's kind of like... It's so big. I want to go during the winter because I, I heard they have like really cool like dog sledding stuff up there. Oh, they probably do. And I want to go dog sledding. The winter would be weird, though. You just have to be careful. For all you woke people, listen, these dogs love pulling these humans around. They love it, man. They love it. They so, love it. Yeah. No, the win- so if you go up in that area in the wintertime, uh, you know, like the roads get shut down because there's too much snow and all that kind of so stuff. So you got to have to have dogs. Yeah, so you got to have dogs. Well, you just got to, like, kind of know a little bit better. Like, the cabin that uh, I stayed in, they don't ever go in the winter because most of the roads to get to that cabin are shut down because there's too much snow and stuff. So they usually just go in the summer or fall or whatever. Yeah. Usually. But. I bet you the fall's nice. Yeah. Spring break probably is pretty really nice up yeah. there. Oh, but what I was saying was, to me, the downside about Yellowstone is that it's, so it's like the biggest national park, I think, in the U.S., and it was the first national park. But so it's got this huge name. Like, everybody knows Yellowstone, Yellowstone National and Park. And they're known for? Just, you know, all the animals yeah, and the mountains. Yeah, but is there a big, like, geyser or something there? Oh, yeah, Old Faithful. Yeah, Old Faithful. Yeah, yeah. There's got, it's crazy because it's got all the different types of landscapes. So you've got all the pretty mountain areas. You've got, like, these meadowy areas. You've got the rivers. You've got the snow-capped mountains. You've got the volcanic it's just got, like, everything that you can think of. It doesn't have a desert. So if you're into oh, deserts, sorry. don't go there. Speaking of desert, I was listening to this YouTube video the other day, <laughs> and the guy was just like, yeah, all these people are complaining about, we're saying, you know, how hot it is and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and he goes, y'all say we don't have any humidity, right? Uh-huh. This guy was talking about, he's in Utah, and he's in the middle of the desert. He said, but let me show you the ground temperature. And the ground temperature was, like, 155. Nice. <laughs> and he said that they're they're they have to go through several pairs of shoes during the summer because <laughs> the soles melt. That's awesome, dude. I had a I had a project in I think seventh grade science class. It was some kind of junior high science, class. and the the point of the project was we were learning about heat. It was something about heat, and so the project was we had to cook a hot dog, and we could only use the sun as our heating source. So you had to make some kind of oven and you could be whatever you want with like household items. And so you had to learn how to like capture heat. Like that was the thing. So people were doing stuff where they'd have like a shoe box that they cut the top off of and put like a film in so that the light could come in. And then maybe they colored the inside black or something to capture. heat. It was that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, some prison stuff, some prison stuff. <laughs> they were trying to train you for if you, <laughs> So that was like the general idea. So I think my pro, I think for me, I had like a Pringles can that you stuck the weenie in you know, on a stick, and then I had cut like half of it out. Like a rotisserie? Yeah, and that was supposed to capture. I think that was mine, but it was so hot. It was the middle of the sun. It was like August or something. You burnt and I had, Well, no, I had black shoes on. So we're outside, and like, you know, we're touching the ground and stuff because we're trying to set our things down to point the sun. And I'm like, dude, it's so hot out here. And I had black shoes on. And I remember I was sitting down and my shoes were burning my skin. <laughs> and I said, dude, because the criteria for to get an A was like the hot dog had to reach an internal temperature of X, whatever it was. So and I was like, I said, dude, I bet you if I just put the weenie on my shoe, 
I could do it. <laughs> and so I did that too, and we measured it, and, I, and it was enough to pass. Hey, so look, and I was like, dude, that's how hot it is here. I didn't even have to build anything. I could have just used my shoe. So I just this set is it, down. it. This is it. This is it right here. Listen, for all of y'all that this say it. it's hotter now than it used to be, I'm calling bullcrap. <laughs> Tell us about it. James cooked hot dogs in his shoes. I was cooking shoes. hot dogs on my shoes. <laughs> Dude, times were tough, bro. <laughs> I was trying to, you couldn't find, I couldn't get an A any other way. Oh, it's hotter now than it's ever been. Bullcrud. <laughs> I just remembered sitting there on the ground, just sweating, <laughs> being like, this is so stupid. What a stupid thing. Like, I didn't even have to spend my weekend cutting up this Pringles can and stuff. I could have just he set my shoes. He Reebok down there. I was, so, <laughs> I was so mad about it. I thought it was the dumbest thing. Felt like I wasted all my time. Uh, I got an A though, you know. Well, I mean, did you use your shoe or the Pringle box? I think I used the Pringle. He's like, box. I got a B plus on the shoes. Yeah, the B- <laughs> Pringles A. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the trip was good though. It was good. Oh, except for coming home. Coming oh. home was not so good. Nope. Uh, I mean, I've had worse trip experiences, I'm sure, but not so. So coming home, we had to. It was two flights to get mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. and we had scheduled like a four-hour layover in the Denver airport. So what What uh, airline? This was United. Okay. So the the closest airport to where uh, their cabin is is this town called Cody, Wyoming. It's like an hour away, and it's this tiny little – it's got two gates at it, you know, airport. You have to walk out on the tarmac to get on the plane, Yeah, right? it's not even a tarmac. It's yes. just – you just walk out there. Yeah. It's one of those, right, which is whatever. But since it's that, there's only like one or two airlines that ever fly there. And so it's it's really annoying. But so anyway, so we took that one to Denver, and then we we're on Denver to Houston. And we've got scheduled like a it's around a four hour layover uh, to sit in Denver. And so we're scheduled to come in to get to Houston at like just before eleven o'clock at night. So it was already going to be kind of not the best traveling experience, but it was whatever. And we were we were good with it, right? And so we're in Denver, we're killing time, doing a good job. Uh, we get some food, you know, it's all good. And then I get the text, you know, oh, your flight's been delayed. Mm. But it's only been delayed like 20, 30 minutes. Okay, it's not good. that big it's a deal. Like, no. And so I got to text my parents because they're picking me up. Hey, it's going to be a little bit later. And then uh, we get to that gate. And while we're supposed to be boarding the delayed flight, it's delayed a little longer. So anyway, so instead of us getting in at like 11, now we get in at like 1230 at night. Still not the worst, but... It's very annoying. We've mm-hmm. been in the airport. We've been traveling since like yeah. noon. Been in the airport for five hours now. So now, and so my dad picks <clears> us up. He takes us to his house, which is not far from ours, because Tara's car is at his house. We go there, get in her car to drive home. We live like six, seven minutes from their house, so it's not a long drive. So we get in her car. It's like one in the morning. We're going to drive home, and uh, I'm driving. I clip a curb. <gasps> Flat tire. Blowout. And oh. <laughs> so now, got a blowout, so, which is annoying enough, right? Changing the tire. Tara's very upset <laughs> because she's been traveling all day. She's so tired. She just wants, it's like 1.30. I'm changing the tire. I get all the lug nuts off. We get to the last one. And it won't come off. Oh. The edges of the lug nut. Have you done dude, this before? All the time. I don't know why this always <laughs> happens to me. Dude. I'm on the last one, and I've got the sorry little stock tire tool that comes with the car. 
and the edges of the lug nut are rounded, so you put the tool on and it won't grab it. And it's and every time you try and fail, you make it, it a little bit worse. So I'm sitting there, I'm trying, and I think I remember I I tried it like five or six times. I was like, it's not going to work, and I'm making it worse. I got to stop trying. It's just one left, just one. And I go, I, I think I just went to the hood and like laid down <laughs> and looked up at the sky. I was just like, I was contemplating all my. Uh, my choices here because we're not that far from the house i could walk in like 30 minutes because i have a tire tool with different size things at the house or in my car but either way it's at my house it's like two in the morning or it's probably like 1 30 a.m something like that and i'm like i don't want to have to call my parents again because they just he's probably just got in bed and fell asleep but he's the closest one and i know he's got whatever tools yep. and i'm sitting there and i'm like do I just walk home and get that? Do I do this? Do this? and I think I was like, I gotta call him. That's I just have to call him. Sorry, but I gotta call him and have him bring me a tool. And so I'm pulling out my phone. And I was like, Don't call him. You don't want to make him come out. I was like, This is this is it. This is our option. This makes so, the most sense. So I gotta call my dad again, who just like has been waiting at the airport for me. But yeah. old, like oh, us old people, we don't uh, go right to sleep anyways. No. So I call him and he's like, Hello, and I said, You're not gonna believe this, but. uh I got a flat tire and I need I need some tools. And he was just, oh come on, what are you talking? <laughs> so he comes out, <laughs> you know, and, I just, and we get the tire off, we change it. So I think I got to sleep at like three something, mm. which again, whatever, I could do it. And then I'm supposed to work all day the next day because I've been out of town, right? So, but then I got to get up early because I got to go get a tire for my wife's car because it's got that sorry spare on it, and. uh Anyway, so coming home was not. This still wasn't raining this time. It wasn't raining this time. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. that was a rough one. I know. You had the same issue. Same issue. Yeah. Different car, same Different, issue. Yeah. Anyway, so coming home was a little rough, but uh, we got it changed. I got a tire the next morning. Woke up early. Got it taken care of. No big deal. Forty five dollars. Luna's down in Highlands. Get you a nice used one. Shout out to Luna's. Uh, hey man, I used to go to Luna's all the time. Did you really? Yeah, in Highlands? You know yeah. the one I'm talking about? Yeah. That's so funny. You know the one? <laughs> I did, because I used to work in Highlands. Yeah. So they used, used to do all my tire stuff. That's the uh, that's the one that we'd go to for yep. if you just need a cheap it's tire. It's right down the, down the street from your dad's house. Yeah, well, yeah. and my house, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a bad experience one time when he was coming back from Belize, and uh, I got stuck in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody the, wants to be in Dallas. Right? I mean, golly. Um, so the pilot didn't show up. Typical. I guess, like, <laughs> overslept. I mean, what do you do? Like, so they put us on this little small plane, right? Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we're sorry. We'll put you on this plane, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get you to Houston, which is fine. And this little, it was a little small jet. So they got us in Houston in, like, in 35 or 40 minutes. Yeah, it's which not was, a long flight. Dallas so, to Houston? Yeah. So they kind of made up the time, right? And then we got there, and they were like, oh, we forgot to put y'all's bags on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> they won't be here for you know three or four three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that'll be. Oh man, so that, the, was a, that was a terrible one. That's a good one, man. Yeah. These airports, though, it's like they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, while I was sitting there waiting for our delayed flight, I was sitting there like, I t- I told Tara, I said, you know, I'm generally I'm not a, a regulation guy. I'm not a guy who's usually like they should make a rule to fix this problem. Because generally speaking, I don't think those usually work. And 
anyway, I was like, but I feel like there's got to be something that somebody could do for these airlines with these. I was, I was like, if they just had a fee or something that they had to pay every time they had a delayed flight or something like that. I was like, because it's just crazy how often that they have delayed flights or whatever, and they're just like, well, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> And I don't remember what she said, but she's like, well, that probably wouldn't work because of blah, blah, blah. And it made sense when she said it. And I was like, but there's got to be something because it's crazy how often that they're just like, yeah, it's going to be another three hours. Yeah, sorry. <sighs> it's not like you can go anywhere either. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can go to the next restaurant down the street or, no. you know, the next tire place. No. No, you, you're stuck in a, in, in a city that's not even yours. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff, man. Mm. Well, at least you had a good time. But I had a good trip. <laughs> I really did have a good trip. We did some good hiking. We drove around Yellowstone, hung out in the mountains. It was good. Played a lot of Rummy Q. Okay. Don't know if you ever played Rummy Q. What did you do at Yellowstone? Just kind of drive around and sightsee? Okay, so Yellowstone's huge. So if you were to just drive around the whole park, it would take you a few hours. Um, I've seen – so her whole family's – they've all seen Old Faithful. They've seen, like, the big main attractions. And I – Saw those ones last time I was there. I would go see them again or whatever, but they're not super interested in going seeing Old Faithful again, right? Or the Grand Prismatics again. So the Grand Pras—that's the the multicolored thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you just like walk around on it on the little boardwalk, and it thing. was super cool because we did those ones last time. Yeah. So this time um, we did some hiking, um, but her her dad's got a bad knee at the moment. He's got to have surgery, mm. which he's supposed to be having soon. Um, so he can't really do much. So that was kind of a bummer. And then her mom's got a messed up back. So they're just up there kind of like, we'll drive around, but we're not doing any, we're not doing too much. Is Sarah a hiker? Uh, she kind of is now. I mean, she likes doing it. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one who's like, we'll pick a hike and it'll be kind of tough. You know, it'll be going up a long time and she was like, we got to stop and take a break. We got to stop and take a break, but she'll keep going and she'll do it. And she's happy when we get to the top and all. So we did a few of those, um, I think we did three. We did three or four. The first one we hit all the main, <clears throat> some of the big spots that you're supposed to see in Yellowstone, where you see like the upper and lower falls of the big river. You go down into the canyon and see that, and you see some of the bigger stuff that you're supposed to see. We did that, and that hike's not too bad. And then me and her did one that was a, a lot tougher, like just me and her, because some of her family had left or something. And that one was at, up to the top of uh, what they call uh, Washburn Mountain. And that's one of those ones you get to the top, and you can just see as far as you can in every direction. You can see, like, the whole park, and mm-hmm. you can see over into the Grand Tetons. and So that was pretty cool, and that was a tough one. Um, but we did that one. Anyway, we just did a few hikes, and it was really cool. <clears throat> that's good. I'm, I'm definitely going to go. I think I'm going to go next spring. The bummer. I was really annoyed, though, that they had a – because one of the days we went in, just me and her, and, you know, you got to get a pass. Right. And in my head, you know, you get a day pass, it's less than 10 bucks good to go right because that's how it is in like all the state parks not that the the lowest day you can lowest amount of time you can get is a week and the week is like 30 bucks and i was like I'm just trying to go on a hike real quick i gotta pay 30 bucks dude i was really i was actually really annoyed at that though but whatever i guess if you went in seven days in a row it's be different but. yeah that was like the, i almost got messed around on that because uh, i went to I took my boys to, uh, we went and spent some time in Lake Livingston. Yeah. We caught a whole mess of fish. I think we caught like 
I don't know, 80 fish in three hours or something like no that. No big deal. No big deal. You know, this what no we do. No big deal. <laughs> but I was going to get my fishing license, and mm. that too, it's, yeah. it's like a, it's a calendar year when you get your license. Mm-hmm. So if you buy it in, like, November, August, whatever, it expires in, the like, the 30th of August. That's stupid. So I end up having to buy, like, a day mm-hmm. fishing license. So whatever. I was gonna go fish for up there too. Uh, just I was because they like fly fishing in all the rivers up there, right? So I was gonna go one afternoon with one of them, just for like a few hours, just to do it. Uh, but I got to get a fishing license, yeah. and the cheapest day one was like fifty bucks. And I was like fifty bucks. So up there, do they fly fish with hooks or no hooks? What are you talking about? How are you going to catch a fish with no hooks? Some some states they won't let you fish with hooks. No, you got to have a hook. No, I'm you're talking you. about the barb on the. No, hook. some of them are no hooks. And how do you catch the fish? I don't know. Very carefully, they swallow that sucker all the way down. I don't know. There's got to be a hook. That's not a thing. There's no it way. Is. Okay, I'm, I'm, I would bet anything that if they're fishing with a line. Does it mean like you can only do net fishing? What are you talking about? They got, there has to be a hook on there. I have heard that they'll have some where like you can't have the barb on the hook. We're gonna have dead air. Until- okay, they're a special group of fishermen and hunters, mm-hmm. right? For the fisher person that uses a fly or a lure without a hook. All right. Elaborate. Go ahead. If the That's fisher, funny. if the fish grabs it uh, at the end of their line, then they can call this as a counting coop. So they don't actually reel it in. They just say like, "Oh, I got a bite. I'm the man." Um, I think no. I've seen it before. I've seen it on YouTube where they actually bring it in with no hook. I'll just have to take your word for it. But to answer your question, no, that's not. Now there is, <laughs> there, the there is a lot of states that you can't have a barb, yeah, on the hook yeah, because yeah. it messes them up when you pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. We went fishing last weekend too, and but no, I did not go fishing because uh, we caught a bunch of three-inch catfish. Nice. Yeah, yeah. just bait fishing the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm ready to actually go fishing. I got all my bait. Yeah, and we tried. There was some big like alligator gar out there. Oh. But they weren't. They weren't hitting. You ever eaten one? No, me neither. But my Josh, my son, he catches big five, six footers, and he he eats them. They eat them, yeah. And what does he think? Uh, I mean, I guess he likes it. He said that it's a lot like chicken. Hmm. It's uh, it's more of a uh, white meat than it is a fish because it's more of a more yeah. like an alligator than it is a, a fish. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. Right, well, yep. Cool. Yep. Let's jump right into Culture Corner. You going first? You want me to? You go ahead. Go ahead first. Let me pull up the uh, article. Boom. I said. Boom. There it is. Look at that. Gosh, we're professional. All right, so here's my story. <clears throat> French daredevil, famous for high-rise stunts, dies after falling from the 68th floor of a Hong Kong skyscraper. About time! That's what he said. He goes... 
about time. Dave, he's David saw the headline of this, and he goes, oh, it's about time. Just casually. Like, he was so excited that this guy died. No, I'm not excited, but he these was, dudes, I mean, come on. He was so happy about Are, it. You're, you're going to hang off these things for so long before you lose but your grip. Look at this photo. I mean, yeah, it's a cool photo. <laughs> Until you uh, fall. Yeah. Well, he did. He, uh, all right, French Daredevil, uh, Remy. That's the part right there. Okay. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't see you point. I'll just let them. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> I'll let them just guess at what you pointed out. Uh-huh. Uh, known for scaling skyscrapers around was the it, world. What's his, his last name? They can't see you point, dude. Uh, Lucidity? Yeah. I think. Ludicrous? Let's. You're out of control again. <laughs> Remy Enigma. That's his uh, stage name, mm, I guess. Enigma. Uh, died falling from That's six what it looked like floor. when he hit the ground. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, man, dude. It was believed that the 30-year-old fell to his death at the, I can't I don't know how to say it, at the tower complex after being trapped outside trying to climb in the building. So he's. Come on. on. Dude, so he's. They're making an excuse. So he. So look, I'll just read you. They're this. not going to. They're not going to admit that he his grip wasn't what it was supposed to be. Well, yeah. I mean, they did. So look, he, it says, he fell because he couldn't get back in the building. No, he well, was hanging off the side, <laughs> and he got sweaty palms. He well, yeah. So it says uh, local police say uh, he arrived at the building sometime in the evening and claimed he was meeting a friend on the fortieth floor. Instead, however, the daredevil reportedly took to the ele- took the elevator to the forty ninth floor where he then traveled up the stairs to the top of the building. Uh, the Independent reported is believed that when Lucidi moved to the outside of the building, he became trapped. He reportedly began to frantically knock on a window, startling a maid, after which he lost his footing and plummeted to his death. So he goes out there, I don't believe realizes that. he can't get back in, and is like, hey, let me in to this lady. Scares her, and then fall. Can you imagine being the maid? And you just see this dude outside. I, I think the and you're maid, like, what? And then he just falls. I think the maid scared him. He was like, ah! And I, then he's like, hey! I don't know. Uh, hotel workers said the building security guard had quickly attempted to confirm his claims about uh, visiting a friend on the 40th floor, but he had already entered the elevator before they could get more information. Here he is. So the the cleaning lady was like, did it? What was that? Yeah. Oh, and then he was and gone, gone. And then he was just, oh, she always. Oh, but check it out. They find his body. It says uh, he was last seen ar- alive around uh, 7.30 p.m. on July 27th uh, outside the window on the, can you imagine, that's the uh, last scene outside the window on the 68th floor uh, penthouse. Uh, it says soon afterward, local police received a call about a gas leak at the building. When they arrived, they found his body, uh, which had apparently broken a gas pipe when it fell. Hmm. So they found his body because he fell, broke a pipe, and they go check out, like, why is this gas leaking? And there's, and, like, they find his body underneath it somehow. On his body, investigators found a French ID card, uh, some footage of his, yeah. So, anyway. So, did he have footage of him falling? I, I, it doesn't say that. It just says he had footage of, like, some of his other stuff. Ah, like, I'm sure he would. It's too bad. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Can you imagine, though? So bad. Oh, this is what they always do when people die. He yeah, was such yeah. a friendly and uh-huh. humble guy. Yeah, so he was staying in some hostel in uh, Hong Kong, and they asked some of the people there, and they're like, yeah, he was super cool. Seemed to you like he was really friendly. He was really nice. He was happy-faced. He was healthy and fit and happy-faced. I feel very sad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're a bummer. Why do I but, uh, feel as sad as these people? No, David's pumped. 
David's so excited about it. What does it say in the... He died on losing his footing while attempting a backflip. What is that about? Wait, what? Attempting a backflip? After reading about the tragic death, read about... Oh, this is a different one. It's saying you should check out this other story. I mean, we can if you want. No, that's okay. (laughs) But that's the story. I mean, I think think if you're hanging out on the top of the buildings, you know... At some point you're gonna fall. That's some point, that is the the problem with stuff like this is like you don't get a second chance. There's no yeah. You know, if you mess up, you're done. You're done. Done skis. Yeah, that was it. But that's the story, man. Yep. Well, you know, it happens to the best of them. It happens. I guess so. <laughs> I got a, I got an interesting story. Okay, let's hear it. This is the first Christian. Shoe. That's how I I feel about that headline. Go ahead. Tell me more about it. What what makes a shoe Christian? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) What are you doing? Go ahead. Let's hear it. Jonathan Isaac, he plays for the the Magic. Uh, He has now launched his first uh, clothing line called Judah. And uh, he has a uh, a shoe that he's just launched, and it's already has five colorways, and they're calling it the first Christian shoe. Okay. Um, so you know, and the, each one of them has their own name: Triumph, Exodus, Lion of Judah, and, and they all got different colorways. But uh, I guess this guy, there is some positive positive stuff here. He's using his name and playing the NBA to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sure. Through his shoes. Okay. Um, but I always, you know. Can I see what they look like? You gotta. No. No. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Um, it's blurred out. I mean, I, I mean, it's not really blurred out, but it's like. I mean, was it got like crosses all over it or what's the It looks deal? like a, looks like a Jordan or something, you know? That's there's, a horrible photo. There's nothing special you about can't it. See anything on this photo? Look, look on Davis. That's the photo. That's the photo. And it's not just because I'm holding on the phone. Like it's really that bad of a photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So, good I, promo, bruh. But uh, they said it's going to be right around the hundred dollar price range. So it's not terrible for yeah a basketball shoe. Yeah, those can get. Crazy. They all have. Verses on them, though, in the heel. Okay, there you go. So that's what it is. That's what makes they got it Christian. Verses. I thought they sent it to, like, seminary or something, but no. Are they all blessed by a priest? Or They might have, like... Did they... Oh, you remember that one shoe that, uh, that uh, what's-his-name did? The, the the black gay guy that did the, the country song? Oh, um, Lil Nas? Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. he put the blood in the shoe. You remember yeah, that one? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. He came out with his shoe, and he had put uh, blood in them because of for like some devil shoe or something. Yeah? So this Whose blood made, was it? I don't know. Maybe it is blood. In one know. pair of shoes? Or no, if he did... in the whole thing. Yeah, there was like a drop of blood in every pair of shoe or something like that. No way. Yeah. yeah. What does that even mean, uh, in the shoe? Like, Look it up, bro. Look it up. Look it up. And I, I'm going to finish that. talking about this. So he had blood. Yeah. But Jonathan Isaac has the blood of the lamb. Oh. Has <laughs> <laughs> the blood of the lamb. How you like me now? That was pretty good. I liked it. That was, I liked the delivery of it, too. That was nice. 
right, let's do that. Little Nas X, Blood and Shoe. Is it Lil? Lil. <laughs> Lil Vert, Lil Wayne. X, Blood. There you go. On eBay already. Oh, Blood <laughs> Shoes, eBay. Oh, they're going for $2,000. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's this? I, I need to take eBay out of the uh, thing because it's going to be. Yeah, here we go. I think they're Nikes, too. All right, let's see. Yeah, they are Nikes. Contain blood. Okay, let's see. Can I? Let me Sell out in under a minute. Let's pull this on the screen there. Um, okay, official, unofficial Satan Nikes containing human blood. Let's see it. Oh, look at the eyes. Gosh, he is so good at promo. You, have you heard that he's not even gay? You heard that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does that say, Luke ten eighteen? Oh, I don't know. Pull up the verse. He's got, look, he's got the mark. The, the beast. Ooh, the one six six six. Let's read. Uh, Lil Nas launched a controversial pair of Satan shoes featuring a bronze pentagram, an inverted cross, and a drop of real human blood, and they sold out almost immediately. That's how I feel when I read these ridiculous articles. The black and red sneakers, part of a collaboration between Little Nas X and New York-based art collective. <laughs> I'm not gonna read. We're made using Nike Air Max 97s through the sportswear brand. Okay, but what are you talking about the blood? Let's see. What does it mean? While you look for the blood, this is what Luke ten eighteen says. It says, yes, he told them this is Jesus talking. Uh-huh. I saw Satan fall from the heavens hmm. like lightning. Okay. So they just put that on there? Yeah, because it said Satan. It had Satan and he it? fell out of heaven. The shoes so yeah, I, I forgot about these shoes. So this dude here had blood in his shoes. Um, okay, hey, check this out. So that art collective, um, uh, known for irreverent drops, a series of tongue-in-cheek art projects unveiled once every two weeks. In, two, in 2019, the collective released limited edition Jesus shoes. Jesus shoes. Also made from the Nike Air Max 97 sneakers, which featured a steel crucifix and, quote, holy water, holy water. sourced from the Jordan River. So, let me tell you something. So, this is all just, like, nonsense that let me tell you something, uh, they're Jonathan using to sell some, uh, sell some stuff. From the... The Magic NBA basketball team. You are not the first Christian shoe. Oh, yeah. There you go. So you can't claim that because although I put holy water in these shoes. That's right. Although I think it, if I read it right, it said tongue-in-cheek. Oh, tongue-in-cheek. So they're like, ah, not really Christian. They're not really that holy. If I read that right, is that tap right? water? It's like New York, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York, like water from the water fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is known for its irreverent drops. Um, a series of tongue-in-cheek art projects unveiled once every two weeks, and then yeah, one of them was. So yeah, I guess it. What was is this? Is what, read this one right here. He referenced one YouTube. Uh, review Michael J. Mitchell on the accounts A Sneaker Life, who first did an unboxing video, then posted a follow-up video called I Threw the Nike Satan Shoes Away. <laughs> he did so, uh, Weisner said, because his fans had re- reacted so poorly to the cor- to the concept, which is extremely funny. These are quotes from... Uh, Windsinger. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Anyway, all right, here we go. 
Well, there you go. Oh, who is this guy? Says everybody, just relax, bro. I'm a man of God. Who, wait, okay. In the eight minute video, Mitchell announced he's getting. So this is the YouTuber. Okay, so the YouTuber guy announced he's like, getting, I'm throwing them away. Everybody, relax. Yeah, he's getting rid of the sneakers before tossing them down the trash chute in his apartment building. He shows them in the box before they make their descent. I'm throwing them away, bro. Straight up, I'm not keeping this energy around me whatsoever. Everybody just relax, bro. I'm a man of God. Yeah. Well said, bruh. Yeah. He's trying to save face. Everybody <laughs> just relax, bro. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just everybody relax. Everybody relax, bro. He said everybody, bro. Everybody, everybody bro. <laughs> My son calls me bro all the time. No cap, bro. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not your bro. Like, no cap, bro. Real talk, I'm a man of God. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, those shoes are pretty mid. <laughs> Did I get a little too hip on you? I don't know what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I still I work with uh, 18 year olds. What are you capping? No, there's no cap on this. No, no cap. What is no the cap? cap? Like on my on my water over here? Like no cap? Like take the cap off? Hey, bro, no cap. Those shoes are actually mid. <laughs> They're <laughs> No cap, man. They're dead stop. <laughs> All right. You want to play this song? What do we uh, want to do? Yeah, let's play, let's I play this. I got, you know, I got something else. Okay. Tell you me know what I think else. is kind of scary? And I know I, I always tend to go politics. Yeah. And that's why that's uh, we like. I uh, have a hard time coming up with topics sometimes because I always tend to go politics. Yeah. And I don't like to go politics. When you're, you're always pitching me ideas. You're like, Trump is actually the new savior? Um, should we talk about that? Actually, I actually don't like Trump. I actually don't like Trump very much, but he's you know better than the evil on the other side. Um, oh, good. There you go again, dude. <laughs> but you know, I thought it was very interesting how. And I'm probably good. Never mind. Um, Tell us about it, man. Let's go. Come on. Remember Hunter Biden's laptop? Oh, I remember. So they they got 51 people. Yeah, fifty-one people to say they you know went through the laptop and was like, no, there's nothing about Korea, uh, your um, Ukraine, Ukraine or Russia or nothing uh-huh. on here, right? They all fifty-one high-level CIA, FBI. I thought the people. fifty-one thing was about the Trump Russia thing. No, this was about the laptop because uh-huh. they did that for that too. Yeah, well, I'm sure they did. Yeah, and then they and then those fifty-one people are like, no, there's nothing on there. Yeah. And then, it, then, then, then you know, they come out with a, "Hey, did y'all hear about the UFOs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're real. Yeah, with yeah, there's yeah. like sightings, and we got these little gremlins running around. The, 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 yeah. the, and then they're like, oh yeah, psst, psst. there was some stuff. There actually was. Yeah, but low key, low hey, <laughs> low key, no cap. No cap. They're <laughs> <laughs> low. Their low key was some stuff on the laptop. <laughs> But, but the fifty one people are still they're like, Yeah, there's nothing on there. Like, come on. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Hey, let me play this for you. Okay. Since we're gonna be talking about uh <laughs> since we're in politics right now. Let's do it. I uh, can't wait to hear what it is. Show yeah. me. Oh man, what are you pulling up? I'm pulling up a speech by Obama. Oh. 
What's the context of that? He's talking to other political guys and just saying, listen, if we just get these guys to not. He's talking about the U.S. or is he talking about like. Yeah, the U.S. Mm -hmm. He's talking about if we just get them to quit believing, you know, can't know what's real and what's not real. That's true. You know, don't trust the media, don't trust each other. Yeah. Then we won. Who is we? Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Illuminati? I would guess he's probably talking about some country that we're, like, invading for whatever reason. Um, That would be my guess. Either way, though, it still applies to any government. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. So are are we really a free country? That's the question. Who's free? Who's in charge? Who are they? So I'm not really a big conspiracy guy. Where do the aliens fit in? I'm not a real big... So do you you think there's aliens? Uh, I still still am kind of out on it. I don't don't believe... um, I I definitely don't trust the government, which is, I think, a fair thing to do. Yeah. I don't believe that they tell us the truth almost ever. Um, So... I don't necessarily believe they're – anytime they talk about aliens, I don't necessarily believe it. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's always like, look what this hand is doing over here. And then yeah. while they're like, waving this hand, they're like doing something under the table. Dude, I watched some documentary um, like seven years ago or something. I wish I could remember what it was called. But it was this dude who like used to work for the government. Yeah. And his – in the whole documentary is like him being like – uh, we actually have all these programs, and there actually is aliens. Um, but most of the stuff you're seeing is not actually alien stuff. It's all government lies. And the whole his whole his whole thesis was he was predicting that. So this was like seven or eight years ago, and he was predicting that at some point the government's going to be like, "Oh, we actually got all this alien tech, but it's actually going to be our own tech. It's just going to be so advanced that." It'll look like alien stuff because it'll be such an advanced technology that we won't – because it's been, like, under wraps for so long. And he claims that, like, we got it from some actual alien stuff like Roswell or something decades ago, and then we've been, like, reverse engineering it. And then he says – his theory is that at some point the government's going to come out and be like, yo, alien invasion, but it's really just going to be them faking an alien invasion. And you won't be able to tell the difference because the uh, technology is so advanced – and the whole reason that he was saying he was to do that, because then it'll be like a power grab. It'll be them being like, you know, this is how we come together because aliens are invading. You know, everybody will come together to fight for the good of mankind, and then they can grab a bunch of power that way. And then it was also, um, he claims that like they have, like the technology that they have from all this stuff would, they'd be able to have so much like free, clean energy. You could like just basically wipe out the oil industry, wipe out all those dirty energy uh, sectors of the economy. Right. And his uh, thesis is that, you know, they won't do that because then it'll just, like, ruin the economy and it'll cost a lot of these people in charge a lot of money. And anyway, it was just, it was just like a crazy thing. 
But it was like but if this is really crazy. But that was my thing was if you believe what he said, like if you just like decided to say, okay, the government does have this technology, then everything made sense. It was like if you actually believed that like at some point we did have some crash spaceships and that they captured and reverse engineered. It was like if you bought into that, everything else he said made sense. And I remember just watching documentaries like that because usually if I watch some weird alien thing or some weird paranormal thing, there's usually like, oh, that was kind of interesting, but you don't buy most of it. Right, right. Um, but there's usually I mean. like one or two here and there. Like maybe it's a like an hour-long special that has like six stories in it. There's usually like one that I'm like, hmm, that was pretty interesting. And the other ones are like, ah, it's stupid. Yeah, that's how I am. But I remember watching this one. I was like, well, if you bought into this original thesis, all of this other stuff made perfect sense. And uh, – I always think of that documentary because everything he predicted has just been slowly happening, and it was really interesting. It was some old Netflix doc called uh, – I want to say it was called like un, Unacknowledged. That's what it was. What about the theory of that we're just here to mine like precious metals for, for the aliens? Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. That one I feel like is a uh, – I mean it's kind of fun, to, I guess, but – I don't know about that one. Yeah, me neither. Because are they, like, where are they getting? I think it's fun, though. Are we, like, shipping it to them? They're just going to, after we mine it all, they're, they're just, just going to come, get... come back and get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's fun to think about. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're over here running around with our heads cut off, like, ah, I got to get more gold. Yeah. And then one day they're just going to swoop in and take it off of us. But, okay, let's bring it back to Christianity, because we're Christians That's here. right. Oh, so, yeah, that's a Christian yeah, that's podcast. Right, so, okay, so there's aliens, so what now? Where does that put us? That's, that's the one thing that I think, like, are are we so special that God only made us? Mm-hmm. Like, that we think that we're that special? Yeah. That there's no, that he didn't, like, in some other universe somewhere, they have something else that's going on that's God-centered also? Yeah. Um, I kind of sometimes have a hard time believing that we're the only one. I've heard, um, okay, so if... So then if that's the case, I've heard people argue something along the lines of, so God had to come and die for our sins, right? So he sent Jesus to us to uh, die for our sins. So does that mean there's all these other planets with all these other civilizations? Are, did Jesus die for their sins too? If so, do they have their own you know, Bibles that's talking about Jesus dying for them? Or did Jesus have to go to all their planets to die for all I of think, them? I think there was like another one was like, Nano, nano. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it was a different Jesus. It was God in a different form yeah. that went to all these other ones and died for them. I mean, you seen that show back in the day. Oh, no, you're too young for that. What I was didn't that? see it. What was that one? Nobody's like, seen nano, the show. Nano. No. <laughs> I don't know. That actually does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's the, oh, man, the the guy he just recently, like, last couple of years committed suicide, that comedian. Robin Williams? Robin Williams, yeah. That was, like, 15 years ago. Dude. Was it really? I feel like I was in high school. All right, look at junior high. Look it up, Nanu Nanu Robin Williams. All right, I'll do it here real quick. It's faster. Okay, tell me what show that was. Nanu Nanu I feel, Robin Williams. I feel like he was like he was the Jesus on, an, on another Nanu, galaxy zoo. Nanu Nanu <laughs> series like Daddy Dewdrop. No, no it's like, uh, Robin Williams. Let's see if that's up. Goodbye for now, Nanu Nanu. Important message from Robin Williams. It looks like it's just like a YouTube video. Robin. Oh, Williams. Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, that's an yes. old one. Yeah. Yeah. 
anyway, but that is uh, theologically those are the if those are the things that I I haven't figured out. If you go like, okay, there are aliens. What is so? What does that actually mean? As far as like, I mean, they send Jesus to an alien planet. He would kind of stick out a little bit. They wouldn't believe it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a Jewish dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I need someone with. But is big it, head and does that mean that eyes. that God sent Jesus in their form over there? And I'm sure there's tons of scriptures that you could quote. That totally destroy these questions at all. I'm sure. We need Pastor Caesar here. Yeah, we do. We really need him. He's the Bible scholar. My general view is always like, I don't know. The Bible doesn't really say there's not aliens, I don't think. Uh, so, I don't know. Well, you know, the Bible says that, that God came from Edom. Oh. So, where's Edom? You know? It's a it's a place in the Bible, but it's more... Uh, it talks about more of a, like, uh, not really... Not a really a physical place, you know? So, I don't know. Interesting. But then I always go back to, like, uh, you always get, because anytime you have these questions that are, like, just these big unanswered questions, it doesn't have to be something as silly as aliens. It could be just, like, uh, why is there suffering in the world? And, you know, why do good things happen to bad people? Yeah. And all those kind of questions. Uh, I always have to just go back to, like, you know, what do you know for sure is true? Like, what is for sure the truth? And you have to go into all these – you just have to, like, remind yourself of all the experiences you've had where you know that God did this in your life and you know you saw him do this. And then you go, okay, God is definitely real. God loves me. And, like, you have to go back to just the basics yeah. and remember that. And you go, you know, I don't know about the galaxy way over there, but I know that God's real. He's come – I believe that the Bible's his word. And, you know, you can go back, this is why I believe that because I know I've seen this in my life. You got. I always have to be. Anytime I get a little too lost with these uh, yeah, crazy questions, that's why I don't get wrapped up into it. Because I, you know, I have I have a son that man, <laughs> he's got all the conspiracies, and I can't. Get, I just can't get into them. You know. Mm-hmm. First of all, I, I don't have the the capacity to even deal with it. You know, I got so much stuff going on in my life. Like, yeah, man, I, you got pools to clean. I got you, pools to clean. You, you know, I stuff stuff to do. You know, you got to get that grass cut because you know <laughs> your kids ain't about to do it. Am I right? <laughs> That's a throwback. Uh, yeah, you gotta, be, you gotta, you gotta watch. You gotta, you gotta be in. You know, you know your kids ain't about to cut that grass. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's this is let's watch this song. Oh, yeah. Let's I'm watch this song. Let's back. listen to the song and watch this video. All right. It's called Kane. I'm so blessed. Child of God on my worst day. I'm a child of God. Oh, every day is a good day. And you're the reason why I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Got this heartbeat in my chest. No, it doesn't matter about the rest. If I got you, Lord, I'm so Yeah. But when I count 
blessed. I got a little 70s throwback theme to it. Thinking about though. going solar. Yeah, no, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all, man. Dude, we got we to gotta pay for the... Yeah, we got to pay <laughs> yeah, the bills around here. It's out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, have you thought about going solar? I'm definitely going to go solar eventually. Yeah. Or something. I think it'll be solar. Driving a, driving a uh, Tesla? Yeah. Get all of the solar... Um, Salesman, oh yeah, and Walmart, oh yeah, that makes and, sense. And you know, and, and you know, Ross. I think I would definitely. Hey man, go, is that your is that uh, your Tesla? Have you ever thought about going solar? Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I never would have put that together. Oh man, that's yeah. so good. Have you, you're not solar yet. So what do you tell them? You thought about going solar? I thought about going solar. I'm not. You know, I'm an oil and gas guy by heart. I mean, we no. live in the South. We uh-huh. live in this area. I mean, there's nothing but plants around us. True. I think there's room for both. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely room for oil and gas. We need oil and gas, but we also um, can take some of that, you know, that pressure off the fossil fuels with electric. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I, you don't want to go for it? Get some? Uh, I do. Save some money? I do. So down the road. So we use a. I, what, do you know how many kilowatts a, a month that you use? I don't know. Okay. So the average kilowatt is that somewhere between two and three thousand for for your house for a, just a, a regular size home. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> we use seven thousand kilowatts. Yeah, I mean you got that Bel Air mansion. So well, then we have my, you know my parents run the air conditioner. At, you know, oh, sixty nine yeah. degrees all day, every day. Yeah, seven days a week. So we basically have two homes there, and uh, so. There's there's not enough square footage on my property to have enough, mm. you know, solar panels to to do yeah, that, kind of and that. it's not a forever home. Yeah. So once we get in our forever home, we're definitely going to look into to solar. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Yeah. Um, mostly just because uh, uh, I'm not really in it for the whole like going green thing, right. which is fine. That's cool if that's why you're getting them. I'm more in it because I want I don't want to pay a big electric bill, just being honest right uh but you know it costs more money to get them installed it's like the upfront cost is more but down the road you save money eventually right and so just like you said like not in my forever home or whatever so it doesn't make sense for me to spend thousands of dollars getting it installed and then move yeah there's a lot of programs right now that really help you with bring the the cost and stuff down to go solar oh i'm sure you've heard all about them yeah um yeah they knock on my door Mm -hmm. three times a month yeah. So, and, and we went through the process. You know, we had them come out and measure and look at the bills and do all the yeah. analytics and everything. And it's just, yeah. it doesn't work out for us. Well, I think I told you our master plan for our like long term home is to one of these days we want a little patch of land, like an acre ish, nothing too crazy, but a little patch. Yeah. Um, we'll have our main house on it probably be like a three bed two bath nothing too crazy and that'll be like the main living house and then we'll have two other buildings one of them will be my studio the other one will be tara's studio again nothing crazy but they'll be like their own separate little buildings so because right now if it's if we were going to have everything in one building you know to have like my studio and to have space for her to get dirty and stuff i mean we would need like a five bedroom house plus a big garage, maybe a workshop. Like we right. would need this really big thing. Whereas if we kind of just made separate little buildings out of it, you don't need a huge house. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I've seen a lot of uh, 
what we're probably going to do is do some kind of prefab home for like the main home once we get the land um, because you can get them a lot cheaper. Yep. Um, and then you can buy like little like tiny house kind of things you see that for one? like twenty grand or less. Depending you see what on that, uh, that Elon Musk has. Which one does he, he have? He has the I think it's like ten thousand dollars for the tiny house, and it's um, you can stack them. So you can buy. Is it a, the boxable thing? Is that box, him? Yeah, I think it's a boxable. Boxable is a big one. Yeah, so you can buy it, and then you can buy like yeah, another you can buy ten thousand and stick it to it. But that's what I'm saying. So if you just, if I just need a room, yeah, I could buy something like that. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be cool. uh, that would be my studio. And then she just needs a room. I mean, she just needs like a shed basically with some AC and we need to get some water to it. But basically I figured I could do all of that stuff for a lot cheaper than if you just built a house that actually had all that stuff. Right. So that's our big master plan is to have something like that at some point. And I think I could do it for 250 maybe 300 max, depending on like how much the land costs and all that. But Anyway, so whenever we do that, we'll have – we'd like to have a little more off-grid stuff to yeah. keep all of our monthly bills down and all have that some kind chickens of stuff. running around. Yeah, she talked about having chickens and all. Yeah. I'm down to have a little bit of that stuff, but I don't want that – you know, the more you, more animals and stuff you get, the more that's just your life is – Feeding animals. You got to – yeah, you got to scoop the poop out of the shed. You got to feed them. You got to – all that stuff and – if you had like three chickens just to spot, yeah, do no some eggs, deal. you know, no big deal. You eat a lot of eggs. We have been lately. Yeah, I never usually was a big egg guy, but I've been doing it more lately. If I just need something, if we don't have anything, we don't have like leftovers or something around the house, and I need something real quick. Yeah, you throw you three eggs guys, in yeah, the pan get you and a few put eggs. them on a sandwich with a piece of cheese. Oh, you make a sandwich out of oh, it. Oh yeah, man. Nah, I just put them on the plate. No, no bread. Put a little hot sauce on mm. there. A piece of pepper jack cheese. Mm. Mm. We I, I I sprinkle some cheddar in there. That's good too. At the end, some cheddar. What about cheese. what about uh what about uh omelets? I haven't actually made one, but I love one. I love omelets. Oh, I love those. She, I love those. This is the cheat. She made me one at some point a while back. This yeah. is the cheat. So let's hear the cheat. Bacon bits, uh-huh. like you get from a salad. Let's get David full screen. Tell yeah, us about so it. you get the bacon bits <laughs> off the salad, right? There you go. And they're already cooked and everything. <clears throat> Get that omelet, throw that stuff, them eggs in there, a little sprinkles, a little cheese, oh. little bacon bits. And then if you had some jalapenos from the refrigerator. Yeah, I love some jalapenos in it. Throw those in there. I love those, dude. Get your little, you know, whatever you have in there in the in the you know cabinet, throw a little seasoning on it. Into it. I'm into it. I like to throw a little spinach in there, too, if I have it. Spinach is one of those things that... I don't think adds much flavor for anything, but you get some more nutrition. Yeah. It doesn't bother me that it's there. So you like cooked spinach or just raw? It Well, so what'll happen is at some point I'll buy some spinach for something. Maybe it's like a soup recipe that calls for a little bit of spinach in it or something like that. So they don't have a bag of spinach. Yep. And uh whatever recipe I'm using, it never calls for like a a pound of spinach, but that's how they sell it, you know. So then what I'll do is if I make, like, a protein smoothie or something, I'll throw some spinach in there. If I make some eggs, I'll throw a handful of spinach in the pan at the end. Uh, I'll just, like, throw some spinach and stuff just to... Just to eat it. Just because I have it. Yeah, I like raw spinach. I don't like, like, cooked down, like... Yeah, if it's in a salad, we'll eat yeah. it. I don't do it. When I cook it, I'm not doing anything. I'm throwing it in the soup at the very end. Right. You know, I'm throwing it in the eggs as I'm about to take them out. I remember coming home, you smell that... 
spinach, and I'm just like, oh, I'm no, 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 this, that's not the as bad as a, a cauliflower. Ugh, yeah. You don't like cauliflower? I don't like cauliflower. Either. I don't like the smell of it. Have you, do you not, have you ever eaten the cauliflower mashed potatoes? I just don't know why you would. <laughs> it's the problem. A lot of these. Like replace stuff with veggie meals. They're like, oh, but it's look, it's a black healthy. bean burger. It's supposed to be healthy. I'm like, dude, I'm. If I want to eat healthy, you know, I'll just eat some chicken breasts and some veggies. Like, I don't need. If I'm gonna eat potatoes, I'll eat potatoes. Yeah, but when you're fat like me, you just don't eat potatoes for every meal. You know, you go. But then you like, <laughs> a, little, you like a little potato every once in a while. So anytime I eat one of these, it's not really me. It's not really oh, whatever. I'm just the, always like the meat I'm just like, what are we doing here? I'm tasting. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I guess it's okay. It's, I it's guess. just okay. It's not good. It's never like better than the original. Have you ever had meat substitutes? I'm not into that, dude. Yeah, I haven't either. I, it, there's no way. That's it's, why I draw the There's arm. no way it's more healthy for you. There's no, no way. So you couldn't be vegan? No. No, me neither. It doesn't make sense. Same vegan people are stupid. I don't. Think- <laughs> I don't think they're. I'm just joking. It's a. Fa- I really. think you're. I. <laughs> for me, it depends on why you're being vegan. If yeah. you are vegan because you think you're saving the world and you're just trying to save all the animals, right. I don't. You're like against like cow farts. Yeah, I don't really think you've thought everything through. But good for you. <laughs> Go for it. If it's a healthy thing, like if, you're if trying to If it's a be healthy, healthy thing, yeah. I think you also haven't thought it all through. Yeah, right. Because um, the only way you're really going to get all your nutrition is if you're taking a bunch of supplements. Yeah. So. And if, yeah. if that's the way you have to... So maybe you are really stupid. So, I, I don't know, man. But I'm sure people, there's some really nice vegan people Well, a lot there. of people will have... There's all sorts of people that have all sorts of different autoimmune whatever yeah. stuff, and they're allergic to this and that, and you eat this and it does that to you, and for whatever reason, a vegan diet works for them, and now they don't have inflammation all the time. Or like Jordan Peterson's her. daughter. He's like, she's like all meat all the time. Yeah, but even... It's not even just that. It's like specifically lamb, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Because yeah. for some reason... There's something about lamb over beef and whatever other stuff. And he's, like, pretty much just, like, steaks all day, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. That's but cool. that, for them, if that was... That's cool. If you got the steak, <laughs> give me another steak, dude. But for yeah. them, that was the thing. Is like, they had all these health issues, right. and they finally... They kept, like, narr- trying to figure out, like, what is it, and they narrowed it down to, like, they're just allergic to all these foods. Rogan said he tried the, the carnivore diet. I think he still does it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, he's off and on, but he said, man, when you first try it, he's, it's like it's you got to be careful because uh, you're poopy pants. Yeah. <laughs> you said you can't trust farts. Dude, I I went to IHOP with my parents the other day. First time in a long time. And I don't know if it was the IHOP, but coming home from IHOP, uh, it's me, Tara, and my parents. And it just hit me, and I said, I got to go to the bathroom. Right now, and we're like seven minutes from their house, and we get like five minutes away, and I'm like, I've got to go. I'm sitting there going, I'm doing, I'm doing this thing. You know what I mean? You're like sitting on your side, bro. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm getting sweaty, and oh, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I said, I don't know what's going on, but I've got to go. And so it was, it was bad enough to where I'm sitting there thinking. As soon as we pull in the driveway, I'm going to have to just jump out and run to the bathroom, right? And since I'm thinking that, I'm like, I guess I got to tell people because I was pretty sh- – because if I didn't tell them, I was – I knew they were thinking like, you know, we're going to pull in the driveway. We're going to get on this. Hey, it was good seeing y'all. Yeah, yeah, y'all have a good night. Like, but no, I like the door. I'm like, I'm gonna go. Yeah, so I said, guys, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's – 
going on, but I don't that I guess the IHOP's just not sitting with me, but I've gotta go to the bathroom. So as soon as we get home, I gotta go. And they're like, Oh, okay, no you know, no problem, whatever. They're close and to I'm you, like, and no, 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 really. I Tara's it. looking at me, she goes, Are you sweating? And I said, I'm sweating. <laughs> And I like had some sweat on my mouth and I go, and then we get, so we pull up to the, their house. I jump out, I run through the front door and, uh, they've got one of those like keypads so you could type in a code and it'll unlock it. So I type in the code and I hear it start to unlock like, eh. and I'm, I push the door to open it and it's not open. Uh. And I'm like, Oh, what is this? And I, so I'm trying to type it in again and it's like going, eh, and I'm pushing this thing and it's going, and my mom goes, Oh yeah, if you, if you push it too fast, it will, it messes it up. You gotta like push the code, let it do the thing, wait a second, and then go in. And I'm just uh, so then she's typing in the code. So I'm sitting there just like man, because the door won't open. Anyway, I made it and everything's fine. But I come out and Tara's like, "You you okay?" And I said, "I don't know what happened, but I just had to go." And she goes, "Yeah, anytime you have to announce to the group that you gotta go to the bathroom, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's serious. It's say, serious. Yeah, it was pretty serious. I was. Why is uh?" Why is that conversation so funny? I don't know, dude. I was just—it was so rough, dude. I, I mean, had, from the time your kids farts <laughs> and all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> See, yes. I said it, and you cracked up. I'm just thinking of all my dumb little kid interactions where people are like laughing, poo poo. Uh, it's always so funny. I don't, I don't get it, but I mean, it's worth a good time. It was uh, a good time. I made it. This uh, podcast just really went to the crapper. <laughs> You're out of control, dude. Dude, we've been going for an hour six. You realize that? Should we just stop right here? I mean, we can if you want to. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say? I brought something that I could say because you said you didn't have anything. All right. Well, come on. Let's go. Okay. Well, well I was going to share. I How was long gonna... we be going? An hour? An hour seven. Come now. on. We got 10, 20 minutes. All right. That's cool. Let's do it. Because I don't have, like, notes or anything. Okay, I was good. just going to share with you an experience I had and let you react, okay. I guess. Right. It's about thankfulness. Yeah, this dude right here is really bothering me. I'll get him off the screen. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Um, he's, he's, you're just getting wrapped. Ra- Nas X back up. I mean. you're, you're getting wrapped into, you're about to buy some solar. Uh, there he is. There okay. okay. Golly, dude. You got me losing my train of thought and stuff. All right. So you had this experience. Okay, so I was going to talk about thankfulness and being grateful. Okay. So that's what we could talk about. <clears throat> okay, so I've talked about before <clears throat> how uh, I've had back issues here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, like several times over the years, you know, I'll go where I'll just be doing kind of normal stuff and I'll just tweak something in my back and then I can't walk for like two days. Did he go with the suctions? Suction oh, cup, you didn't bro. even tell me about the suction thing. You like brought it up and then. Yeah, you need to go have that done. So what it does well, is it, it pulls the blood into the muscle, uh-huh. and the and it's kind of like doing uh, where they do that that uh, that's what do they call it when they they uh, take your own blood and they shoot it back into your your muscles. I don't know. They ain't uh, never done that to me. Yeah, never mind then. I I don't have health care, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard other people do it. I like to regenerate like uh, cartilage and different things and bones and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Anyway, legal in America yet? Anyways, it probably isn't. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. What was I saying? Being oh yeah. Okay. So over over the years, I've had back issues yeah. from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. And every time I have them, uh, where I, where I can't walk for a day or two, 
then like to get back to normal, I have to do all these like muscle strengthening exercises specifically for all the muscles around your lumbar, lumbar. and I got to do all these stretches every day, like just to get to baseline. Did I, ever, did I tell you about the one that you put your elbow, you put your, your, uh, ankle, ankle on your knee? Oh yeah. yeah. And then lean Were forward. Like, yeah, yeah. I do those like oh, almost man, every day. That now. feels so great. What that? Yeah, because that stretches all up. Oh yeah, y'all the can't bo- see it, dude. The bottom of your glute, the top well, of your like leg. Well, it's like the side. It gets that IT and, band up here where oh, it connects. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the source of my knee pain that I had oh, when I was running it's my before. One. I do uh, anyway. So anyway, so that's a thing I've had to do with. Um, I've also had over the years, thankfully not too recently. I can't remember. It's probably been over a year or so since last time I had this, where I have those cluster headache things. Mm which I think I've mentioned on here before too. And those ones are so rough where when I have those, if you don't know what a cluster headache is, it's described as one of the most, one of, if not the like most painful types of pain that people experience. So is it different than the other headache? The, it's, what is the other one that's real bad? You're talking about migraines? Migraines. It's different and okay. it's supposed to be worse. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever had a migraine. It's tough to compare things because if you haven't experienced it, right, it's right, tough right. to be like this was better or worse. So, than it. Is, so migraines like neurological is the clusters something different? So I don't know enough to explain it properly, okay. but they call it cluster headaches because the thing that causes the pain is in like the headache family of pain, whereas whatever causes the pain when you have a migraine is like a different thing. Than it's headaches. neurological, yes, yeah, more of a nervous type deal. So sure, system. I don't know, but I'll take your word on it. Okay. But what the way it was explained to me was like it's in the headache family, which is kind of uh misfortunate whenever you try to whenever I'm having issues with it and you try to tell somebody because since it's got headache in the name, yeah. it seems like less, yeah, you know, you had a headache, let's go. It's like, no, it's not like at all what you're thinking, of. like, bro, it's in my head, and <laughs> it's in my head <laughs> anyway. So, I've had those from time to time. And those get their their nickname is called suicide headaches because okay. the percentage of people that uh, suffer from them that commit suicide is like I don't remember what the percentage is. We can probably look it up. So should I be worried? No, I'm good to go. Bro. Okay, it's uh, but it's like a crazy number. In fact, I'll Google it real quick just because I brought it up. It's like 30, 40. It's like a crazy number. You don't travel over the percentage. the Baytown Bridge very often, do you? Yeah, like every day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, that's like one of the number one suicide places in Houston. Is it? Yeah. I'll keep that in mind, bro. (laughs) (laughs) From Yeah, people are always driving them to the top and then, you know, doing like this Frenchie over here and falling to the bottom. Close it. Hey, am I going to count for seven? Wait, wait, one uh, percent of all suicides are due to these. Just all suicides, but what That's was probably the, a lot. Yeah, we're talking about suicides. What is because people it? are checking out daily on that stuff. Cluster headache is arguably the most severe pain condition that affects humans. The severity of the pain has earned its nickname, suicide headaches. But uh, I'm not going to spend time like reading through. No, like to find it. But basically, oh wait, here we go. Cited by. Let me click on this one. I think this one has a percentage here. I like, yeah, I accept your cookies. God, I like driving by cemeteries and going, people are dying to get in there. Yeah, you classic. <laughs> classic. Classic. Um, okay, let's see. 100 cluster head results. This is, this is the results of some study. 
100 cluster headache and 135 control participants were comparable for age, sex, race, income, and marital status. Significantly more cluster headache than control participants had lifetime active suicidal ideation, 47% versus 26.7%. I I don't know. This is too much. So they say you you get more clusters if you're married? No, it's saying you were more likely to commit suicide. If, if you get you, married? No, if you had that. <laughs> That's another number we could look up. Uh, anyway, this isn't the point of this story. Oh, oh this isn't the point. The we're, point we're, is... We're going to turn really positive here in a second. The point is they're really bad, and yeah. it's a, it's a bad thing. And jump off like Frenchies off the top. No, so whenever I've had these issues, because I have... Um, so some people have what they call chronic cluster headaches. Because so the reason they're called cluster headaches is because they usually come in clusters. As and in, chronic is like from Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre. They just they get go chronic. Well, kind of, sort of. Chronic means you always have them. Mm. You're getting them all the time. So when I'm in my cluster mode or whatever, it'll probably last like a month or so where I get them like nightly, sometimes nightly and during the day. Wow, and for a month? For a month. And usually, like, for the first few days, No wonder that people want to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's not even the chronic people. So if wow. you're a chronic person, you, there's no cluster period. You just have them all the time. And uh, so the last time I had the... Because when you have them, they're so bad, you can't you can't do anything. It's like the pain is so intense, you can't even think about anything. And depending on how severe it is, it might last... It might last like 20 minutes or it might last an hour or two. But whenever it's happening, like that's it. You're just there and, and nothing, there's no relief from it. You know, like if you have a regular headache or something, you can kind of be quiet, maybe sit in a dark room and it won't be as bad if, you don't, if you're still or whatever. But if you're having like, you're having a cluster, there's no, there's no position you can get into that makes it feel better. There's no, it's just this crazy pain and you have it and that's it. And if you have a chronic if you have chronic cluster headaches, which is a very small percentage of people, you just have that every day at some point throughout the day. Or it's usually what would happen is as soon as you fall asleep, uh, they think like what triggers them is your brain going into a certain type of activity. Because you know how you have like the beta waves, the whatever waves. I can't remember what they're all called. But when you go to sleep, like your brain goes into certain different activity modes. Right, or whatever. Right, right. So the idea was that when you first fall asleep, your brain goes into whatever that first mode is and that seems to like trigger them so what will happen is if you're experiencing them you'll go to sleep and then you'll wake up like 45 minutes later with just this crazy pain that Mm. will last for another hour or two and then you fall asleep and then you wake up again with it and you just don't sleep and it's crazy and i lost my train of thought without describing them all anyway they're really bad oh so the point that i was saying with those uh was whenever i would have those really bad ones like i never was like suicidal where I was like, I just want to die to make the pain stop. I feel like stop. I want to just end it right now. <laughs> but I was, I was desperate. Where I was like, I would do anything to make this pain stop. I guess I wouldn't kill myself. So I guess it wouldn't anything. But it was like, I'll take what? What's the drug I need to take? Like, what is the lifestyle change I need to make? Like, whatever it is, just to get me to where I'm not experiencing this pain anymore. I was like, I'll do whatever it is. And so I brought that up with the back thing because whenever I have the back issues. I'm, you know, you can't walk for a little while. And I go, whatever it takes to make me so I can walk just to get to baseline again, so I can just be a normal person. Like, I'll do it. I'll do the exercises every morning. I'll do the stretches. If I got to take an hour, two hours every day just to take care of myself so I can walk again, I was like, I'll do it. 
<clears throat> so for whatever reason, one night, like a couple months ago, I was I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And I was having these thoughts <clears throat> that I just laid out for you about like all these different areas of my life. But with the back thing specifically, what will happen is I'll have <clears throat> I'll have some episode where it goes out and then I'll put in all the extra effort to get to where I can walk again and be normal again. <clears throat> and I'll do that for a couple weeks, a few weeks or whatever till I feel like good, good again and feel strong again and like normal. And then I'll just kind of slowly taper off doing those extra exercises and those extra time stretching or whatever. <clears throat> and I felt like uh, – I felt like it just hit me that I was like, oh, I take walking for granted because Ooh. at some point I stopped doing all the things required for me to just walk normal. And I'm getting emotional saying it right now because it hit me so hard. Because <clears throat> you know how people um, – like there's different levels of understanding for things. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and sometimes when you're um, – like especially when you're reading like Christianity stuff or whatever – like, God will just – like, you'll know one thing, but then at some point you'll just understand it on a different level. Like revelation. <laughs> yeah, so true like – revelation or something. Yeah. So, like, for instance, maybe you know – like, if you're a good Christian or whatever, you know Jesus loves me, God loves me, whatever. But then at some point you'll go through something in your life and you'll be like, oh, God loves me. And you just understand it more. And then you'll do something else. You'll be like, no, 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 God loves me. Right. And it's like a whole other thing. Yeah. And so I've always felt like – a relatively like I know you should be thankful. I know you should be grateful for stuff, and uh, I feel like um in general like I'm not a bad like I'm pretty thankful for things. I say thank you for things, but then it just like hit me on a whole nother level uh, when I feel like he revealed that to me. Like no, you take walking for granted, mm. and. Uh, Yeah, I don't know why it's it hits me so hard when I think about that. Because I was still thinking about that coming over here, like trying to get my thoughts together. Right. And like it would make me like this then too. Because it was like we take so much for granted. And I was, <clears throat> I was thinking about like with the headache things, that place of desperation that I would get into where, again, like I wasn't like bad, but I would just sit there – like the things I was like, I would do this if I could just not feel this pain anymore. I would do this. And I feel like we need that in all these aspects of our life because um, – anyway, I lost sidetrack with that. But the point was uh, that with, with like the back thing, for instance, I knew I was thankful to walk when I was putting in the extra work. So that I could walk. And so that like was proof that I am thankful for this right now. But then at some point when I would stop doing the extra work to walk, it was like, well, that's proof that you're taking it for granted now. And uh, so you can play that out in every aspect of your life. And you can say, I really am being thankful for this thing or I'm not because with this, I'm putting in the extra work to make it work or I'm not. So maybe – Maybe the thing is we're talking about relationships or something. You can um, – oh, and this is the other idea that I was thinking about too, which I'll say before I go on, was I feel like people um, – like God gives us all these different blessings in our lives, and I feel like we take them for granted, and we're not thankful for them. And But not even just that, but what we'll do is 
we'll get like mad at something that's supposed to be a blessing for us. Mm. So, and you end up just like cursing your blessings. Mm. So, for instance, let me get some water for you. So, for instance, like, um, so I have a house right now, and um, I could walk you through all the different ways that I believe, like all the different steps that happened so that I got this house. Um, that to me is just like proof that God gave me this house. And I could do that, but that would take another 30 minutes. But just like him putting the right people in place and at just the right time, giving me just enough money for just So like the house, to me, God gave me that house. That's supposed to be a blessing from God. But then uh, I've been talking about, I've brought up a few times uh, over the last like month or so how uh, the taxes went up and now we're like, it's like got our payments all out of control. And so, which by the way, finally have a date to go protest my taxes nice, next week. Nice. So, you know, fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. Um, Adam's but, working through the same thing right now. Yeah, everybody is. It's yeah. just, it's so frustrating. Anyway, the point is, uh, so like lately that's been kind of like a, uh, like that's been a lot more stress and a lot more, a lot of negative things as you're going like, oh, now I got to do this to pay the bills. How am I, I don't, I'm running short on cash here, blah, blah, blah. And you start like getting upset at this thing that was supposed to be a blessing for you. And so, and then you can do that in everything. Like, uh, I was telling you about Tara's car. We got a flat tire and all, and she's always got issues with that car. Uh, just, it's always, if it's not a flat tire, it's, you know, the check engine lights always on. It's like one of those things. And I think everybody has something like that where it's just like, but that car is supposed to be a blessing. You know, it's not supposed to be this burden, burden on you, right. you know? And so what will happen is we'll go through these tough times with them and we get distracted by the fact that like it's a problem at the moment. But it's like that was a thing that's supposed to be a blessing for you. And so if that's the case, then, you know, he's going to take care of it. And, um, I had a connection with that. I, it's funny that you brought this up because I, we, this was just recently a discussion in my house, right? Because we were having a conversation. It was one of those things like, so we got we got termites, right? Uh, last summer, I think. My parents had those too. <clears throat> and it tore up an external wall. Like, I mean, it was fairly extensive the way that the, the termites tore it up. And there's always been something that's been going wrong. You know, we're always having to fix something. And, you know, Sandra and I, we, we would get frustrated and we'd just say, this piece of crap house, you know, it's yeah. this, then that, or whatever. And then... And you start, like, cursing the, the thing that's the bl- supposed to yeah, be Yeah, you know, and, and then I have... The beautiful, the beautiful thing is my dad has cancer and he's on the same property and we get to spend mm-hmm. the rest of his life together, right? And And we're all right there. But then... We go somewhere, and then, you know, Noah was just like, man, this part of town is sketch. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... No cap? Yeah, no cap. Like, and I was just like, here we are, complaining about a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. And our son doesn't even understand the things that we have because we've been so blessed yeah. that he doesn't even understand the struggle it took to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that I think that you're right on, and I think that's a, a lot of where America is right now. Yeah, but so the the tie-in was, so we we should be taking care of the blessings mm. because if you're not, then you're taking them for granted. Yeah, 
And uh, so like with my back, if I'm not actively taking care of it, I'm taking it for granted. And then, uh, but the great thing is if, because if you're taking it for granted, you're not being thankful for. If you're not being thankful for your blessings, you know, not so good. But the great thing is the more, let me word it right. So the more grateful I am for the thing, so if we just stay with the back issue, the more grateful I am for it, the more thankful I am for it, the more I work on it, and the stronger and the better I am because Ooh, of it. That's good. You know? That's and so you can play that out. Wow. That's a message. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, so you can play that out in every aspect of your life. And so it's like the more thankful you are for the thing, the more you take care of the thing, and then the better off everything is because of it. Yeah. So whether it's your relationships, like like how many people are complaining about their spouse or their whatever. You know, it's like, well, are you taking care of it? Are you doing your part for it? And then the more you do, the better it is. The better you are, the better your life is. It's the same thing with your job, with everything. Yeah. I think that, you know, um, we normally don't learn those lessons until we experience loss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When something goes away, then you're like, when you lose your, your mom, you're just like, man, I wish I would have spent more time with her. Mm, yeah. You know, uh, and you lo- learn through loss. <clears throat> and I think that if you look at the world today, we 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 live in um, a time of like crisis, and we need those like those crises in life to keep us pushing forward. You know, because crisis always keeps your focus of trying to get out of something bad mm. into something good. Yeah, you know what I mean. But but when we have when we experience God in our life. We don't. We don't have to live from a place of crisis. That we can live from a place of thankfulness, like you're talking about right yeah. there. And uh, I think that when we look at it, like uh, like what you're saying on like a global level, that's what the enemy is trying to always get us get us to do is look at it from a crisis standpoint. Like mm-hmm. you know, always from from behind the eight ball. You yeah. know, instead of saying, you know what. I found out if I don't eat a bunch of carbs, I don't have the the joint issues, and if I do my yeah. exercises, I don't have the back problems. Yeah, you know, and always being proactive instead of, you know, the other way around. And that's that's um, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, that's really good. So, <clears throat> what happened that made you like that revelation to get there? What was going on in your life that you just like, that you had the aha moment? I don't know. I was just trying to sleep. <laughs> oh, because of the, because of the headache? No, this was, cause this was a few, this was a few months ago. I don't know. I just, sometimes I wake up and I can't fall asleep. And sometimes I'll have something like that where, uh, I can't sleep for a reason. Cause in right. God will show me something or, you know, maybe I'm stressed out about a thing or whatever, or it's just like a physical thing. Like, so, I have trouble breathing through my nose, and that's... Oh, me too, man. Dude, it's specifically when I sleep, because what will happen is I'll get a little bit hot, and then, um, like, you know how your fingers will swell up or mm-hmm. get smaller, depending on how hot or cold you are? So it's like something in my something in my nose will be like that, too. So I'll get a little bit hot, and then my nose will swell up just enough. So I thought it was an allergy of, of like... I thought it was, my, too, but I realized it's like a heat thing for me, because uh. if I'm cold... Even if I'm experiencing allergies or something, if I can keep my face cold enough, my like the air will flow better. Mm. Because it's not that I'm stocked up with all this junk. It's just like the 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 nasal ways have like expanded. 
That's a, a little that's, bit. That's what, that's what my mind is. That's too. what I think it is for you. But which is kind of nice that it's taken me years to kind of like put it together. And be like, oh, that's what it is. My face is hot, oh. and it's expanded, and then I can't breathe through. The, or like I can breathe, but I have to go. Yeah, and then you stick you know, with your mouth open. Yeah. Yes, and then you get so all then dried out. And then you get dried out. You wake out, and then and that's even if you can fall asleep. It's so hard to fall asleep trying to. So anyway, me, that'll happen to me like a few nights a week. Where so when God wakes you up like that, uh, like that, this one was obviously one of those times where it was like an aha moment. It yeah. was life impacting. Mm-hmm. You can obviously tell by the <clears throat> the emotions that you're going through with it. Yeah. Um, I think that I do a bad job of when God wakes me up, not understanding that it's God trying to speak to me, mm-hmm. you know, and then in, instead of just like, all right, let me hurry up and try to go back to sleep so I can get to sleep and just take that moment. Okay. Okay, God, what are you trying to tell me right now? And even almost write it down because when you wake up the next morning, you're like, you're all dazed out. Yeah. You're like, what was God trying to tell me? You know, yeah. instead of taking that moment and just, writing it down yeah. and I do a lot of, a lot of times you know you'll be doing something and God will speak to me and I'm just like oh man I need to write that down because you'll feel like that might be a message or something yeah. um, but if you don't you get life busyness and yeah. and then you miss it yeah yeah I didn't write that down that time but I definitely try to write stuff down a lot I think I've, told, I've said it before like I do that with lyrics right well they might not necessarily be lyrics sometimes I know they're lyrics but other times it's just like I should remember that thought yeah and I'll write it down. I think having a journal, yeah. it, so, it sounds so like girlish and weak. Yeah, and, yeah. But I think that like Brother Calvin, he, he journals a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And just through his his journal, God will begin to speak to him. And he can always reference back about the things that God has, has spoken yeah. to him. And, and uh, he learned that way while he was in prison. Yeah, I like the idea of having a little book with all your journal stuff or whatever but i never uh like that if you're gonna actually use a little book that means you have to like carry this book with you all the time and always have a pen and a paper so which i found was just not super realistic for me i text stuff to myself i'll i'll just go to the notes and just write a note in my phone so i've got like note after i've got so i need to use my my notes better i see a lot of people do the, the voice recorder too yeah i i should do that i never really Learned how to do that. If I ever needed to remember something that was an audio thing, yeah, um, like I mean, I've, I've done that like before. A hum or like a yeah, a melody or something. Yeah, that's something when like I've that. used it before. But what I'll do is, since I didn't really understand how to use the voice recorder thing, I would just take a video mm. with like the regular camera and just like hum something into it or whatever. I've got a handful of. I went back. Uh, my my memory was getting full, and I went. So I was going back and like deleting a bunch of old photos from like six years ago. And videos, and I found some old videos of me, like in the bathroom stall at work, like humming a melody. And I was trying to remember <laughs> some of them. I was like, "That's bad," and I just deleted it. And other ones, I was like, oh, "That's pretty good. Maybe I, yeah. I'll mess with that later." Yeah, I think a lot of times that we we need to take advantage of the technologies and different things that we that we have to yeah. to enhance our life. You know, the Bible says that you know what the enemy is made for evil, God can use for good. You know, yeah. So if he's trying to use some other stuff, and you know, that's like like YouTube or even social media and different things like that. Like, I know there's a lot of bad stuff out there, but 
Like, you know, this guy's using his shoes or whatever it may be, you know. Little Nas X, baby. <laughs> Not Little Nas, Jonathan Isaac or Isaac <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, but, uh, He's yeah, walking in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say, so what? What? what is the, what is the, uh, what would you want to leave people with that idea? The The big idea is obviously you need to be thankful for everything. You know, we're supposed to give, in all things, give thanks. We're supposed to be living in thanks, thankfulness and all. The thing for me that was so um, impactful is that you could you could literally tell by your – you could tell by exactly how you're treating whatever the thing is, whether it's a physical thing, whether it's a person, relationship, whether it's just characteristic traits – you could tell by how you're treating it if you're actually uh, being thankful for the thing or not. Mm. And so that was... I think I'm a product of that. Yeah. Because Sandra loved me when I wasn't lovable. Mm. And because she did that, she showed me how to love. Yeah. You know, because I had some like scars and pains coming from past relationships and uh, kind of living the lifestyle that I was living. Yeah. That she, no matter how bad I treated her, she continued to love me. Mm-hmm. So that gave me, when when it all clicked, that gave me a roadmap how to love her back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so that's th- it's good, man. That's, it. you, that's what I got. I think we need to let you come up with some more of these uh, topics. It's tough to come up with a topic. I know it is, right? <laughs> if y'all have anything that y'all want to hear out there, yeah. let us know. We leave can talk a about, comment. Leave a comment in, in something. Uh, we uh, we can talk about anything as long as we know what we're talking about. I mean, we talked about poop for like. Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you coming out and showing some vulnerability. Yeah, we don't get that from you a lot. I'm a vulnerable guy, dude. Are you really? Yeah. Do you think so? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think so. I think I could be more. I think that I used to be very hard, and now I uh, and I get a lot of kind of pushback because I don't have a filter anymore. And then mm-hmm. I come, come like your grandfather. I'll talk about any of my situations yeah. from the platform. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Sandra's like, you don't have to share everything. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think that's what I, how you connect with people. Yeah, people. If if they can see the inside of you, they they connect with you, and they can they can really take what you're saying uh, to heart and let their your experience be their experience. Yeah, I mean the experience is the thing that I think is the most the most effective thing. If you're trying to express an idea or something to somebody, and you can say like, "Hey, this happened to me, and this is how I react. Like, this is what happened." Right. That I feel like that's way more effective, and people are way more willing to listen. And not just willing to listen, but can grasp a concept better. If right. they say, like, this was this, if you say this was my situation and this is what happened, then if you just, like, told them some general, you should not lie. Right. Or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's get out of here, man. All right. It's We're out of here. Out. And there we go. We love you. Refuge Project.